so unlike most of my previous podcasts, mm-hmm. we don't have titles for our Fever Talk episodes. No. We just do numbers. Yeah. Now, right. in previ- in cabin- when I did Cabin Fever, we had Cabin Fever 24, and then we had a title for the episode. And there was... A- Wait, would the titles be like pre-decided or... Usually we'd figure out there was a phrase that we said that would tickle us. Okay. And we'd put it in as the title of the episode or oh, whatever. I wish we had been doing that this whole time. I, but at the same time, there was always a pain in the arse for trying to have okay. to think of something. And it was just, often the times it was just some stupid, like, you know, two word thing that would come to mind. But I am slightly disappointed for the first time since doing Fever Talk that we don't do titles because I really would have liked to have entitled this episode Janelle Monet's Pussy Pants. <laughs> Uh, oh, so you're going right into that? Yeah, I figured. Mm. I figured why why sneak past it? Why really? sneak past her pussy pants? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, Janelle Monae is a R&B pop singer. I don't know. I would say pop singer, pop musician. Um, yeah. And uh, she has been releasing some stuff uh, via YouTube. This uh, concept album and called very, Dirty Computer. It's very sexual, guys. If, it's if so you, sexual. If you don't know my wife as well as I do. Um, <laughs> Darcy's being quite sarcastic. Well, it is sexual. I know, but your but your 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 enjoyment of its sexuality is the sarcastic part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Janelle she released uh, released a song in the past week called Pink P Y N K. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, see, wow. you thought it was P I N K, but it's actually it's a Y. God, she's so clever, so yeah. subversive. Right. Uh, <laughs> And as all the songs that she's released, this is, I think this is the first fourth song that she's released from this uh, concept album. And of all the songs I've heard so far, this is my least favorite song. Um, they're all to me. They're all bad. Right. So I couldn't even. I don't remember them. You know, it's like you hear it and you don't remember it. Uh, well, was, I mean, my favorite of them was uh, just the way, the way you, you make, make me feel because it's, it's, it's a print song. It's yeah, a print no, song. no, no, it's not a print song. It's the kind of song you listen, you're listening to, and you think, "Damn, I wish I was listening to Prince right now." <laughs> That's what kind of song that is. So yeah, so rather controversially, uh, because she's consi- she's very well regarded, Janelle Monae. Yeah, but Darcy, not so much. <laughs> not by me. Uh, and we had a slight, not an argument, but we had a nice debate today uh, about that. This is what our podcast is basically for. We have we have a debate about something and then we go, you know what, we're going to bring this up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you uh, are not impressed. Not impressed. To the point not where least. you would say you dislike her? She irritates the fuck out of me, yeah. Okay. I would I would say she irritates the fuck out of me. Now, she was in Hidden Figures, is that right? Uh, yes, actually, yeah, that's right, I forgot about that. She's very good in it, so, you know, uh, you know, a thumbs up to her acting, absolutely, I thought she was very good in that, um, but no, I mean, I've never heard a song of hers that I've liked at all, and then beyond that, my complaint is, I just, I just get bored, like, you know, I get it, you know, you have a vagina, you like vaginas, your pants are a vagina, like, (laughs) I I get it, like, great, like, what, like, it's just, it does nothing for 
army. And I don't understand how it's doing anything for anyone. That's well, what, what eludes me. But the, par- the part of that, the part that we kind of clashed over today, is the reason why it does nothing for you and the reason why you don't get why it does things for other people is because she is conventionally attractive. That's not the reason it does nothing for me. But you me. literally said if she wasn't conventionally attractive, you'd be more into what she does. Well, of course, because then it would be about something else entirely. Right now, all it's about is vaginas and ones that belong to conventionally beautiful women at that and so what what that does nothing for me like you know what what is this like you know (laughs) uh, i mean jesus like really what is this if i but can it not just be uh, like because here's the thing why does it it have to be something but it's it doesn't have to be anything my point is it it isn't anything it's nothing and therefore it does nothing for me (laughs) you're right it isn't anything but you're you've said like okay so for example in terms of recent music that we've heard and went like, oh, that's bad. Taylor Swift's new album has not been a hit in this house. No, no, uh, no. We, pre- we liked her previous album, 1988. Uh, 1989. Is she 89? I always Year forget. Year she was born. Yeah. So I, always was for- Miz. I always forget. Yeah, you thought she was older than me. Wow. Uh, I just forget what age you are sometimes. I like to, I like to forget <laughs> what age you are sometimes so I don't feel so fucking old. Um, but yeah, so... Um, that was that was an album we like. So it's not like we dislike the person Taylor Swift. No, I think she has some great songs. Yeah, but we thought that album was particularly pants, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but so it's not like we don't like pop music. It's not like we don't like you know uh, songs that don't mean an awful lot because nineteen eighty nine. It's it's about being kind of young and fucking as well, pretty much. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I definitely. She doesn't really sing about fucking. I mean, I like lots. There are lots of songs about I fucking feel. that I like. I mean, yeah. But um, not Janelle Monae's because they suck. But yeah. So, so yeah. Go on. You. I think you were making a greater point. Oh yeah, but I love pop music. That's yeah. So pop just music. before anybody like thinks that like you know oh she just doesn't like it because oh blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. no it's just bad. But see, it's I guess boring. this is where I'm Shitty. also confused sometimes. Okay. Because Taylor Swift's not making a point with her music, but we've enjoyed her music. I don't need music to make a point for me to enjoy it at all. And I think this is where our wires are getting crossed. Like, I'm not mad at her music for not making a point. But let me just explain my whole thing with Janelle Monae, okay? Okay. I'm not mad at her music for not making a point. I'm mad at her at her music for not being good. I don't think her music is good. It's boring, it sucks, it's shit, okay? Now beyond that, I get the sense that people, and maybe this is me, like, you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe this is some kind of rejection on my point, I get the sense that people think she's making a point. And that's when I really get pissed off. I get the sense that people think there's something like really, edgy and subversive about her wearing vulva, trousers or about her being like a hot bisexual woman and i'm like no 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 okay i would not i would not suggest that she's edgy by being a hot bisexual woman i would say that maybe i think there is something slightly subversive about wearing vagina pants i think it would be seen as taboo um and i think vaginas are not necessarily celebrated Mm-hmm. And, and a, a celebration of, vagi- of vaginas are not necess- is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's kind of cool. I, I disagree that, va- that vaginas aren't celebrated. It depends on who they belong to. And that's why my point in this, that the messenger does actually matter so much. And that's what you were talking about this morning. You were like, if she was fat, you would feel completely differently about her. 
damn fucking straight I would. Because if you are Janelle Monet, you are a visual artist. You make you make music videos. You don't just make music. And let me say, if we were in an age where all you made was music, I don't think she would be anything. Because her image is so important to sell what she's doing. So damn straight I would feel differently about her if her image was different because that's part of the whole package of her as an artist. And so certain vaginas are celebrated and certain vaginas are not celebrated. So she is just bringing to light um, making these like very, um, very brash visual statements about vaginas and asses and, you know, typically hot female bodies that are already celebrated right. and just celebrating them more. So, that doesn't, and just in a, in a more, perver not perverse, but in a more um, graphic way. So do you think then maybe that if she had the same song... And the same music video, but her dancers were more diverse mm -hmm. in the sense of they weren't all, like, conventionally attractive women. Yep. That you'd be more down with her celebration of the vagina because then it included everybody's vagina. 100%. Okay. And I won't apologize for that viewpoint because this is important. Because this is important. I feel like you, like, you were kind of saying, oh, you'd feel differently. Like, yeah, of course I would feel differently because it would be an entirely different thing. And it would then be political, and it would then be interesting, and it would then be something different. Well, I'll, I'll say I'll say something that I didn't get earlier that I got now. Oh, good. So oh, good. when we were talking about it earlier, I was approaching it from the viewpoint of like, okay, well, Janelle Monet can't help what she looks like. Do you know what I mean? If she wants to make a positive message, and she's you know in a conventionally attractive body, that shouldn't stop her from being able to make a positive message but as but what i didn't kind of cop which mm. you copped but we mm -hmm. didn't really weren't really communicating it to each mm. other earlier is that her message only only included attractive women within the video yeah uh, so like she could have made the statement that she was trying to make that hey vaginas are cool let's all celebrate right. vaginas but if she had like a diverse group of people around her, and not just a bunch of like, uh, was it Tessa? Uh, is it Blanchard? Not Tessa Blanchard. No, that's a wrestler. Uh, the one Tessa Thompson, the actress. Oh She's yeah. in that music video. Apparently, right. they're you know, uh, they're a thing. On and off again thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just it's another a, conventionally beautiful woman. Now, yeah. they're all black women, and so so look, and I would be happy to hear from black women if this if this feels good to them that it's nice to see you know just a lot of black women being sexy but once again it's just it's just women being sexy like what is this like it's it's the same shit i see all the time it's women with a certain kind of body a certain kind of look being sexy and also being vaginas being quite literally for you just a, a gigantic vagina like and so how is that feminist how is i mean i'm not and and maybe no one's saying she is feminist but that's what I want, you know, that's well, I what would, I like, I something say, that is feminist and it's not. I would say in a weird way, I mean, actually showing the vagina is not necessarily for the male gaze. Because, yeah, that's true. Uh, to be honest, men aren't really like it's like like women. You don't really draw in a woman by just having lots of floppy cocks around. Yeah, that's not really what girls go crazy for. No, definitely. Um, not. And I think to the same extent, I think the the taboo around an actual vagina, mm -hmm. um, you know, outside of a sexual viewpoint, because like pussy pants are just are just pussy pants. They're dancing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing she did in that, that was at all visually interesting, um, I keep using the word subversive, I need a thesaurus, or subversive in that video, was showing, uh, there was one scene where she's, like, in underwear, and there's, like, pubes coming out. Yeah. Now that, 
I respect. Yeah. And that I can get behind. But that was one moment, and the rest of it was just the same, same old shit. Yeah. Well, as, as someone said, like, uh, she's, someone said that she's living her best self, and I think I view that from the point of she seems to be having her, the best time for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, she's bi, or at least, if not fully gay, I don't know, and mm-hmm. she has, I don't think it's been very clear about her sexuality. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she seems to obviously just be surrounding herself with stuff that she's enjoying. Mm-hmm. And so I guess good for her in that, in that aspect. Totally good for her, but it's not good for me. I don't like it. But, yeah. like, good for you. Like, have fun, but not, <laughs> it's not fun for me. Just because someone else is doing something they like doesn't mean I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was that was today's topic of, of rantitude. Yeah, no, but I'm glad that you understand something now that you didn't understand before in our conversation earlier yeah because i guess it, it, it that point hadn't really clicked with me of, of who was surrounding her yeah because we were focusing exactly. on her during that yeah conversation. no 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 and who was surrounding her was very very important there's like this moment where it's just like a bunch of asses it's just like a bunch of asses yeah and it could be the same ass again and again and again like let's see some fucking ass diversity up in here like why does everyone have to have the same ass like there are yeah. many different asses but they, yeah, they were all like you. You wouldn't have been able to d- distinguish anybody in that video. They all looked very similar yeah, in a sense. Exactly. Of they were all kind of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like it's that. What is it? Diverse? Is it the, not diversity writer? Is it diversity? The thing inclusion? that inclusion. Inclusion writer. Inclusion yeah. writer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's that, and it's it's, it's interesting because that was brought up not too long ago. But also as well, I heard Michael B. Jordan has now confirmed that he's not doing a movie without his inclusion writer anymore, which I think is quite cool. Cool. He seems like a cool guy. He seems like a guy who's got his head screwed on at the very least. Uh, but yeah, um, what else have we got to talk about? It, it was official. We It's been announced that we're in the, 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 the play. I think we already said that. We said it like in the last, last episode, but we, we, <laughs> we kind of said it out of turn. So people who listened to the last episode might not have noticed that uh, we didn't actually advertise it anywhere online. Oh, right. Because after posting the episode, I heard from the director that was like, yeah, we, we want to make an announcement first. We still we... need to post that episode, I, don't we? Well, I mean, like, we'll just post this one and say, like, oh, go back and listen to the last one if you haven't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we've we've done our first couple of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, what else has happened? So, what else has happened? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so for uh, eagle-eared listeners, they may have noticed we paused recording there for a second. uh, Because we had a long chat off mic. Um, I'm going to talk about something. Uh, I'm very nervous to talk about this. uh, For a couple different reasons. Um, So, first of all, basically, I've been... I don't have depression. Mm-hmm. I don't have the clinical mm-hmm. uh, thing that like no matter what twenty four seven you're you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you I don't am, have clinical depression. I don't have clinical depression. Right. No. Right. Uh, but I am very prone to bouts of depression. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went through a year or two of it um, when I was about twenty nine thirty. Uh, ish. Um, I went through a couple of years of it um, during then. And, uh, was that sort of the first time it happened? I, I think it was the worst I'd ever had it. Yeah. Um, and so it was the most noticeable. Mm. Um, 
but anyway, uh, and I'm going through a bout of it at the moment, uh, and I'm always reticent to, t- I've, I've mentioned it once or twice, I think, to people before that, like, I kind of can suffer from it a little bit, but more in just an aside, like, oh yeah, I, I can be, I can have depression sometimes, um, but, uh, I'm, yeah, I don't talk much about it, partially, one, because there's, there's nothing worse when you talk about how sad you are. Um, or how you've been going through a tough time. Because I think I, I mentioned recently about, like, you know, finding, struggling to find work and stuff like that. And you kind of, you, you get people reaching out to you and they're very much like, you know, oh, I hope it gets better soon and stuff like that. And that's very nice of them to say that. And I don't have a problem with people saying that. But I don't, to talk about this, I don't necessarily want or need that. Mm. Um, so I don't, you don't want to feel pitied. Mm. Uh, which is part of it, uh, but um, and there's nothing anybody can do about it either, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the other thing then is that like you don't want to, because I've I've tried to cut back on the amount I've been tweeting during this period, <laughs> um, because you know I am an open book most of the time, um, I have no problem telling people most details about my life. Um, and when you're feeling this way, um, it's very easy to make your timeline online be miserable. And that will, that will turn people off. It's not the best look, unfortunately. It's not the best look and it pushes people away. And especially when I'm trying to crack into an industry right now, you don't want people to look you up and just see this like, you know, not even this sad sack online, but just like this, the negative, you know. But you know, I almost take back saying it's not a good look because it's honest. And I actually sort of appreciate people who share that side, like public figures who share that side of themselves online because... People just always posting about, like, oh, my God, my life is so amazing. Like, that gets <laughs> fucking irritating. It does. And it's, yeah. and it's not honest, you know? It's, but it's, it's to a certain degree, it's it's aspirational, if nothing else. I think, I find, because I've had this effect. If someone's just constantly, you know, tweeting or posting negative things, mm-hmm. it... it it seeps into you 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 it's hard not to take on board at least for me anyway it's hard Mm. not to take on board other people's negative emotions and feelings Mm. and so if i'm if i'm taking that in regularly online that affects my mood and i don't want to be that person for somebody else uh so i don't want to be talking like about how miserable i am about a bunch of things and then that affecting somebody else and making them a little bit miserable. Wow, like. you're so much kinder than I am. Like, <laughs> because I'm going to sound like a callous bitch. The reason that I would refrain from posting negative things wouldn't be because <laughs> wouldn't be because I would be worried it would make someone else feel bad. It would be because I think it makes you look low status to post negative things. Uh, oh, but I get that. I get that. Okay, I get I mean, that. that makes me like you're. So, you sound so caring and benevolent, no. and I'm just like such a bitch. Like... Oh no, the caring part is only part of it. Okay, like, it's, not, it's not the whole part of it. But I get that. I get that thing too. Is that you don't, you don't want it. Like it, it it's it gets it go calls back to that part where you don't want people to feel sorry for you. Yeah, right. You don't want people right. to think like, oh Jesus, he's having a bad time. Yeah, with that. exactly. Um. So I haven't been tweeting it much, but I I was. I was thinking about making a post on Facebook about a week ago in terms of my mental health 
uh, that was going to just talk about one aspect of it, which was my anxiety yeah. and how. Um, so I, I, some good friends of mine. Uh, I say good friends. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's my friend anymore. Um, I know you're my friend, baby. You're my wife. You're legally bonded to me. But uh, I don't. I uh, that's part of all this as well. As I don't know if anybody likes me anymore. But uh, that's a separate thing. Um, but yeah. Lots so uh, some friends of mine, quote 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 unquote, uh, <laughs> have this web series that they made called The Long Dark Twenties. It's very good. It's funny. You should look it up if you haven't seen it. Uh, but they did a preview night of their new season and um i they did a screening and so i i I went to it and there was a good like 20 people there that i knew um but uh i had a terrible night and it wasn't that anybody was mean or everybody was lovely (laughs) everybody was chatting to me but my anxiety got the better of me and part of it was just that it was I, I'm actually I struggle in big crowds of Me people too. to socialize um, and especially one of them, one of those events where there's lots of different groups of people that mingle with each other and stuff like that mm. uh, all my anxiety kind of comes out and it, it but, but of course it's particularly bad at the moment because I'm going through this there's times mm. where I feel much more confident and relaxed but um, but I had I had a really terrible night because I was convinced that nobody there wanted to speak to me. That was one. Um, and I was convinced um, that I was annoying everybody. Uh, and I was, and in a way, that was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because... Um, You're breaking my heart. <laughs> it's okay. Dear listener, you've, this is probably going to be an extra special long episode, so get, tie yourselves in. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was... Um, it was a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy because because I was so worried about this, I was acting strangely. And so I was overly eager. Like, for me, for my usual self, I was mm-hmm. overly eager. And I was kind of, like, trying to be, you know, uh, entertaining, but, like, constantly looking around me. I made the, the note to you that night when I came home that I was acting like a meerkat all night, <laughs> where I was just standing and looking back around everything. Even if I was enjoying the conversation that I was having with the person that I was with, I was looking behind them and looking behind me, and, and mm. because those crowds, like, make me nervous. Mm. Um, but again, but especially uh, during a period like this. Uh, but we, the, the reason why we had to, uh, stop recording earlier is because, like, I, like, snapped at you for, over interrupting me, like, mid-sentence, uh, which is something we do all the time with each other, mm-hmm. um, but, because we were, we were both eager and we both liked to, de- to debate stuff, but because when you interrupted me, I lost completely what I was talking about. And I couldn't get it back. And I didn't want to get it back because I was frustrated with myself. Because my focus is gone. Um, because when I'm in this sort of funk, it's hard to concentrate. And it's hard to, to, to think clearly. It's hard to, uh, to, to hang on to a thread of, uh, of conversation. So, um, I get, like, for now, I don't know why I started down this line of sentencing. <laughs> I've this line forgotten. of sentencing. I've completely um, forgotten. Uh, so while you were talking about um, the the Long Dark Twenties premiere and being oh, a yes. cat, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So the reason why yeah. Anyway, the reason why I brought all that up is because 
yeah, I was wanting to talk about a little bit about where my headspace is at mm-hmm. because um, one, I think it's helpful to other people who may experience similar symptoms to what I am but didn't know this is what was happening to mm-hmm. them. They're, they're having a bout of depression. Um, and, and yeah, to name it and to desensitize it. To advertise it. And also just for, for my friends who might be wondering why Aaron's acting a bit weird right lately, um, why he might be uh, a bit skittish or whatever. Uh, and in hopes that maybe I can, you know, t- by talking it out a little bit, I can work out of this to a certain degree but the okay so the reason why the reason why it's happening point number one um i uh was let over my job in december and um just before christmas and so uh you know, I spent Christmas a little bit worried, okay, we're going to figure out what to do for money. But I waited until the new year to look for work. Then the new year came and um, I was looking for work, but very half-heartedly because I kind of knew like, well, if I start a job, I'm going to have to disappear for two weeks because we had mm-hmm. two weeks planned to go to your friend's wedding. So really, my job search didn't start in earnest until mid-February. Mm-hmm. So I'd been unemployed for two months at this point. And I tried to look at it as like, well, I have a little bit of a break, you know, it would be a bit of short for cash for a little while, but like, you know, I'll get back on my feet pretty quickly. Uh, two months later and it hasn't uh, gone well. I haven't even gotten an interview for a day it's job. It's ridiculously competitive to get a job in Dublin unless you're in IT or EFL. Which is what I'm in. It's yeah, you have to be hard. in a specialized field. And, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, this is a thing, you know, looking back at my life choices, I never set myself up for a, a qualification in a field that, like, I could walk into a job for. I just didn't do that. I was I was uh, a dreamer. Not that I was from Mexico, <laughs> but I was, you know, <laughs> dreaming. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of... Um, so that was that was a big part of it that that was not not being at home all the time um not having much money um and uh and kind of not getting anywhere with the job search uh you know saying that like you know for the first month or two I was hoping to get a decent job uh I'm now on like realizing that I'm just going to have to get like a crappy job and so, you know, I've opened up my job search to those. So I still think I will get a job soon. It's just not going to be nearly as good as the one that I thought I could get based on my experience and work, you know, because I've worked since I was 16. And that's, you know, that's part of it too. I've worked since I was 16. I worked full time for, for several months when I was 16 in between uh, years uh, in school. And... um. And then I've held a part-time job at the very least ever since. But, like, since, you know, I, I finished college 10 years ago, you know, I've worked constantly, you know. And so it was only this period now where, you know, I haven't been able to... I haven't felt self-sufficient um, for the for the first time. Um, so that was, you know, that's that's con- a tr- contributing factor. The other contributing factor is just, so point number two, is uh, me. Just my head. I'm prone to this. Like, I, I can't, um, you know, beat myself up 
too much or blame outside circumstances too much like I am prone to this I've, I've gone through this before mm-hmm. um, I went through this when I was in a situation where the relationship I was in was not good and the job I was in was uh, not good for me um, it was a good job but just it wasn't good for me um, the hours were bad and the type of work that I was doing, which was like customer service call center sort of stuff, was fine work, but I don't have the demeanor that can brush off people who are mean to you on the phone. Mm. <laughs> and that's most of the job. Yeah, so, yeah you have to be a punching bag, basically. Yeah, you so when to you be a punching bag. So when I was doing that for 10 hours a day, um, that got me down pretty hard. So, and then I was going home to a relationship that I wasn't happy in. Uh, look, and what about the relationship you're in now? Is great. Uh, and honestly, honestly, I, I wouldn't even be able to talk about this the way I am at the moment with as clear as a, a sane head as I have if it wasn't for my darling wife, Darcy, who sits across from me right now, who has helped me through an awful lot of this. Um, you really have. And it's been a godsend because... Like, because I'm my own worst, worst enemy during these sequences, mm. you know. Uh, I was saying to you earlier on about how I become very selfish because I just, I need positive things to happen because it feels like everything is negative. Mm-hmm. And so I try and, I re- it's like comfort food. You, you, you fall back on the things that you know make you happy. So you end up eating a lot of chocolate. That's always a sign, <laughs> always a sign for me that I'm, that I'm depressed is that I eat a lot of chocolate. It's a sign for me that I'm going to get my period tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, I watch or I watch like, you know, comfort movies or TV or I play video games because I know they're a bandaid of some sort of positive feeling. Um, because I don't because I feel like I'm not getting any uh, not getting any positive feelings oh baby you you give me <laughs> wonderful positive feelings but at the same time it's kind of like it's it's whether the positive feeling is coming from you or from food or from TV or from anything mm-hmm. it's 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 only it's like someone coming along to the Great Wall of China with like a hand hammer mm-hmm. and just hitting it like you're going to make a dent but you're not getting through that wall mm-hmm. uh, you'll you'll so you can do all the things that you can, you do but you're not going to you alone cannot defeat the depression so I mean this is interesting because you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm doing a master's in psychotherapy right now. So, yeah. you know, we've studied depression. Where do you think it comes from then? And how do you think it can heal? Because if, you know, if you, it seems like now you think you need your circumstances to change. Yeah. But that is, that is still an external factor, you know, that is. Yes, but it's an external factor that I know also is contributing to this happening. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much, it wouldn't be so much a band-aid at that point as it would be surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I could ever stop myself from being prone to depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll always need things to go right 
to mm-hmm. a certain degree. So you I, think that's a genetic or organic sort of? Yeah, I, I, I mean, looking at my family history, mm. there's a, there's a lot of us, you know, there's a lot of people in my family who, if are not currently on antidepressants, have taken antidepressants in the yeah. past. Yeah. Um. So there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely a string of it. Uh, and Is I don't it just like the lack of vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, because we live in Ireland, there's no sun. Um, yeah. Uh, and honestly, this, I mean, Ireland has a reasonably high rate of suicide. And I've never, I've yeah. never, luckily, thank God, I've never felt that strongly. And I don't think I ever will. I hope not. Uh, because my, my depression symptoms are not self-harming. They're more, or well, not directly self-harming, but like they're... They're more, and I want to crawl into a hole and lay there and yeah. not move. That's my that's my depression. I get the sense too that you're able to acknowledge that it's a phase. Like you, you do see an end. Like you do know it will end. Oh, oh, <laughs> honestly, only because it happened once before. Yeah. I don't think I could have told you that when I first went through this. Because mm. when I first went through this, like I said, it lasted a couple of years. Um. And it was only, it was only about, uh, you know, a couple of months before meeting you that it started to lift at, at all, you know, um, because it was, again, it was, it was situational. I think, you know, if, especially back then, I wasn't, I wasn't aware back then that that's what was happening. First of all, what, when it was happening the first time around, I wasn't aware that I was depressed. What did you think was happening? I didn't I couldn't have told you I didn't think anything was happening to be perfectly honest with you I just thought that that's who I was well, like if you if you had asked me why I was acting the way I was I would have just told you well that's who I am mm. I didn't realise that it was uh, a thing that was going on um, it was only until the kind of cloud lifted <clears throat> excuse me it was only until when the cloud lifted that I kind of realised like oh shit I was going through something um, because part, part of it was just people around me reacting differently and saying, saying to me constantly, like, you seem so much happier mm. and you seem so like you're like, cause some people who had met me during the depression didn't know that I was different to that mm-hmm. either. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think, I think a lot of people markedly noticed a difference in me, um, between phases, uh, so that was, you know, that was when I started putting together what was going on. And, and I went what, to therapy as yeah, well. Yeah, and what do you think was the difference in how you presented to the outside world? I was angrier. Mm-hmm. I was more negative outlooked. I was, mm-hmm. yeah, more, uh, what's the word? Pessimistic. Pessimistic, thank you. Uh, again, brain not working great. Uh, I was more pessimistic, very, much more pessimistic. And, um, yeah, I think it was just, in, I, I could be meaner, mm. um, and I could be, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah, it was, there was a, le- there was a level of desperation about me, <laughs> um, that I, it was kind of permeated stuff, I think desperation for what to to be happy mm. and i was and i was desperate to find that happiness somewhere else 
you know, and an outside influence. Mm. Uh, a woman. Yeah, a big part of it. A big part of it. You know, because because at the time, you know, my you know, my depression was coming from having a bad relationship. And rather than leave that relationship like a smart person, uh, yeah, I was desperate for, like, you know, women to pay positive attention to me, you know, to flirt with me or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I acted out. Definitely, I acted out. Um, now it's not that, like, I feel like, you know, that it's a lack of positive influence. It's a lack of uh, positive outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of, it, I don't see a positive future for me ahead. Um, I don't see uh, positive things happening to me. And so that's what I'm desperate for now. That's what I'm, that's yeah. what I, what, that's what I'm clinging for. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's in a different area of your life. Yeah, essentially. Um, but it is very overpowering and I don't, I don't realize how it's affecting me until, you know, today I had a moment of clarity of like, oh shit, okay, these are all the signs that you've gone through before. And I knew this was kind of coming. Mm -hmm. And I think I even said to you recently, like, I'm eating a lot of chocolate. This is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. But I thought, I thought the depression hadn't hit yet. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an early sign of it, but no, it's hit. And it's, it's, I've definitely been depressed for a good month or more. Mm. I would say maybe a month and a half. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been, it's been rough. And, um, you know, I, there, I, I can, I know that there, I will get out of this again. And I know I will feel better down the road and, and. I know that in a in a funny way, the things that will make me feel better are less life changing. Um, the last time round to kind of get out of the terrible headspace that I was in, I had to basically both leave the job I was in and leave the woman I was with. Yeah. Which was very life changing. Whereas now it's just I think I need to. Uh, get a job and stabilize my life. Yeah. It was interesting because just, I think, a couple of days ago, you sort of kind of had a, a moment where you were processing a lot of that stuff that happened, like, you know, three or four years ago, that year that you had. Oh, yeah. You know, you sort of just like, yeah. had a moment of being like, oh, my God. Like, because I, you know, I think a lot happened to you in a really short period of time and maybe yeah. you haven't processed all of it fully. Well, yeah, we, we had talked we talked about it in a, in a sense... It was kind of, I think, all those catastrophic things had to happen for me to snap out of my depression. Mm -hmm. So in a way, they were all kind of good things, but it was a crazy year. Like in the space of uh, six months, I think we figured out. Um, I had moved into a, a new apartment with my girlfriend at the time of nine years. Um, I had been made redundant. I had found a lump on my nose uh, that I was told by a surgeon was cancerous. Um, I had surgery to remove that lump from my nose, was then told it wasn't cancerous. 
uh, was then dumped by the girlfriend of nine years, then had to move out of that apartment and move back in with my parents in, in the, line, the countryside of Ireland, the middle of nowhere. Uh, and that happened in the space of six months. Mm-hmm. So that completely turned my world upside down. But in the end, it was it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Maybe not the, the nose cancer, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you lost two fat, ugly lumps. <laughs> I, didn't, I know she wasn't fat or ugly. I just said it so bad. I hope she doesn't listen to this. I doubt that she <laughs> I'm does. I'm sure she doesn't, and I don't even I, mean I'm that. I'm sure she doesn't either. <laughs> it's but, just a fun thing to say. Yeah, but uh, it, it's, it's a good zinger. <laughs> I will, I'll give you that one. But um, it's not true. It really is just a fun no. thing to say. Yeah, and that was the thing. So it took it took me a while to process all that. I went to therapy for for about uh, two months, a little less than three, um, to try and wrap my head around it. Most of, most of the stuff that I had to wrap my head around really was the was the breakup because I, you know, I was it was nine years together and that was most of my twenties. Like so, mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a strange thing to have to wrap my head around. But, um, but yeah, like I. You know, I, I felt good on a regular basis for the first time in years after all that happened. And it's only until the last, like, month or two months that I, that that good feeling seems to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, yeah. And I, yeah, it's just, I think, yeah, I'm just fragile to a certain degree mm. and enough knocks can get me into this position and normally you have enough good things going on to offset the knocks mm-hmm. but right now uh, the knocks are winning uh, yeah so that's that's kind of it's hard and what about the knockers? The knockers, your knockers are beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of the brightest parts of my day. <laughs> but yeah, like even even talking to you about it this evening um, was tough because I don't want you to think this is about you. Mm-hmm. You know, you are genuinely one of the best things going for me mm-hmm. and have helped, you know, tremendously with this. Like, I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation with my ex. Mm-hmm. Um so you know you're but it's 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 hard to tell people that you're miserable without them thinking that a that they're part of it or b that there's something that they need to do mm-hmm. to fix that and there's not a lot they can do unless they can get me a job but <laughs> <laughs> but uh but even then yeah it's just you know it's it's uh it's a thing that you don't want to burden other people with mm-hmm. uh when I, I burdened the listeners for almost half an hour. But um but yeah, it's 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 a thing that I thought I should mention because, you know, I know I know plenty of our listeners, you know, have or do struggle with mental health from time to time and and I guess uh I was a little bit encouraged when I did my interview with Dana Swanson because she talks about how she likes to be very open and honest about mental health and I think yeah. maybe I could probably be a little more open and honest about mine, um. So I'm taking I'm taking a cue from her, uh. But yeah, it's it's been a real it's been a real struggle for the last uh two months or so, 
and um, it's it's definitely gotten to me and and um, you know I can only apologize to those around me. Uh, I have nothing to apologize for. I've been I have not been easy to live with, um, you know, and I haven't been the best friend to other people, uh, you know, because that's the thing too is I I I, I run away a little bit. Um, and then when I do see somebody, I'm acting weird, <laughs> you know, cause I'm either so excited to be like hanging out with friends and then probably forcing, you know, the fun or like, you know, ah! being, yeah, just being a bit manic. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd derail this podcast a little bit with that because we had recorded more, but it got real awkward and real weird. So mm-hmm. I, I just deleted over that. It was about Amy Schumer. It was about Amy Schumer. I got I got real mad. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't about her. It was about me not being able to concentrate and me not being able to. Well, I interrupted straight. you. To be fair. Yeah, but I, I should be able to take an interruption and still remember what I was saying. You know, uh, I should I should be able to be able to think straight. But yeah, so um, so let's think about branding um and and social and social media. So if you if you suffer from depression, why not leave a comment on Apple Podcasts? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It honestly, you know, I think a little bit is I. I think people who listen to this are either friends of mine or yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's probably good to let them know how I am. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really worried about them hearing about how I am. Really? Yeah. What are you of? <sighs> Just being treated differently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't, you don't want to be treated differently. Right? I, I also, I, but I also don't want to do like the awkward, like, you know, someone like reaches out and it's lovely that they think about doing this and that they want to do this. But the like, you know, oh, I hope you're okay. I heard like you're yeah. going through sometimes. And then me having to do the like, yeah, I'll be fine. So thanks. are we saying don't reach out? I'm saying don't reach out. Comment if you want to add to the discussion, share it about your own struggles, but don't reach out. Like, no, I think that's yeah, legit. Like, yeah. I think that's legit. Like, really. No, I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good thing to say. I think that's a good boundary to set because... It's just because having to do the like, oh yeah, like me having to reassure you that I'm right. okay, because I'm not okay, mm-hmm. um, but you you feel obliged to reassure mm-hmm. someone else that they're okay uh, and then that you're that I'm okay, I should say, and then and then it's the thing of like, uh, I don't know, yeah, I just it's just awkward. Yeah, so don't reach out. <laughs> yeah, don't don't follow me on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, <laughs> You just delete me from your profiles. That would be great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, That's the thing. I don't know how someone deal. I don't know how you're supposed to deal with me in this situation. Like, what is the? I don't know what anyone can do or should do in this situation. I think just stay normal. Yeah, right. I, think I guess that's so. What you're saying. I think you're saying don't. Uh, yeah, change I, anything. I, yeah, I'm saying be the exact same with me, but just. If you are weird, if which I'm I don't weird, think you really are, Aaron. But I think yeah. you're imagining. But if but you're if weird, you're, just this is why. Yeah, if you're if you're <laughs> wondering, here's a here's a good reason why I'm being 
like may be strange lately and so just just keep that in the back of your head if Aaron does something strange just just forgive me quicker is mm-hmm. that I guess what yeah I'm if he does for. something strange just sing in your your head Aaron oh Aaron <laughs> what are we going to do with you but don't sing it out loud to me always a maker the bigger mistake always a maker the fool <laughs> Sorry, babe. Is that okay. chastising? No, it's good. It's good. Uh, I don't we, think it's true. I don't think you I, always make the bigger mistake. Uh, can, we, can, we also, cool. can we also disagree not to call me A-A-Ron? Can we, not, can we all just agree not to do that to Aaron? I'm sorry, because that's all my friends who do that, and, and they're only doing it out of a term of endearment. It's I know. Not, I know you take it But it's hard, not a, it's but... not a term of endearment. It's not. Like, the whole point. So they're all they're all quoting a sketch from King and Peele. I've Some s- of them aren't even quoting. Some of them have never even seen that. They just, they just heard it's a thing. No, I don't even know if they've heard of it's a thing or come up with it on their own accord. I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm sure someone else has heard. They've, I'm sure they've heard Maybe. someone else say. Probably. But, like, it's based on a sketch where a, a substitute teacher mispronounces everybody's name. So it's not funny to me if you mispronounce my name to me. Like, I don't know if they think, like, I don't know what they think they're achieving when they I do think that. people are just trying, I think they're trying to, because I do this with people. I don't call people by, like, their given name all the time. And it's more of just trying to, like be pally with them and to like have a little something like i i honestly think it comes from a good place like what what do you think what do you think they're trying to do i think they're trying to like make fun of my name no that's not it that trust me that's not it i don't know i don't know is all i'm saying i don't know what their intentions are but if you want to be pally with me call me aaron (laughs) because that's what i like uh yeah Okay, that was a side rant. Um, but alright, I think we should wrap this up um, before I fall into a hole of despair uh, and awkwardness. Um, but uh, yeah, the next podcast will be normal bullshit. I promise you. We will talk. We'll may, we might get back to that Amy Schumer discussion. Okay. We, we just might. Um, we can talk about her movie that looks crap. That looks great. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> It looks fucking great. <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> it looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, but alright. Uh, I don't know, is this even recording at the right microphone now? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'd check. That would have been fun. That would have been funny. Alright, good night, everybody. Good and night. And sleep well, and don't let your... Don't get a fever. Don't don't get a fever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, is that our sign off this week? Yeah, don't All get right. a fever. So oh, we'll do it together then. Uh, goodbye, everybody, and don't, don't get, get a, a fever. fever.